What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Kojak. And we got a special guest all the way from Seattle, originally from Peoria, Illinois, on the phone with us right now. Uh, goes by the name Keith Edwards, but formerly known as Shrub the Thug. And uh, first What's things up, first, man, we want to say I uh, appreciate you taking some time out your day to uh, talk to us. Well, doubt, man. I appreciate you having me, man. You know, it's family, man. And I, I love what you're doing. And you're doing a beautiful thing for the city. You're doing a beautiful thing for hip hop, man. And I just want you to keep going. Keep going. Appreciate keep it. Forward. Now, uh, first things first, can you uh, give us like a little bit of background uh, on yourself as far as growing up in Peoria, Illinois? Oh, man. I love Peoria, man. I don't care where I go, man. I've been all over the. I've been all over the United States. I've even been abroad. But um, one thing about Peoria, man, if you, they, they, there's an old saying about Peoria, man, if you can make it there. I, I know you hear, you hear it in, like, other cities, especially, like, New York. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. But that's the guys on truth in Peoria, man, because Peoria is like, Peoria is like a, a black hole almost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pure almost like a black hole. But why what why why can't that myself can I cuss? Yeah, you could cuss. I uh why niggas like myself love it so much is because look that's hard. You could drop me off anywhere in, in, in Peoria and I'm good. You know what I mean? I might not want to come home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, but no, but the, the hip-hop, the thing in Peoria, though, man, like, Richard Price said the best, man. Uh, when I, I was signed with, uh, I was signed with, uh, Midwest Entertainment at one time. I, I dropped that album with Midwest Entertainment back in the day. And see, I, I, I understand these younger cats don't, don't remember that stuff. But, um, I dropped the album, and, um, the, the mod, the mod Carroll. He was the CEO of the, uh, of the company, and he gave me a, a, a frank picture of Richard Pryor with his fan on it. It's like a reporter asked him, like, what's the best advice you give to somebody in Peoria? He said, get out. You know? Yeah. But you got to touch back. Man, I'm not, you got to touch back home. You hear my rappers all the time that can't walk in their own neighborhood, can't come back till they they saving and shit like that. That's ridiculous for me. You know? Yeah, I feel you. I, I'm, I'm always going to be able to come back, and I love Pierre for that, man. Uh, you know, the Percy Bankers, the JT Goodfoot. I'm mentioning names a lot of people don't even remember now, but but you old heads that's listening to this interview right now, you remember, man. You remember these cats, the Grumpy, the Sticky Flows, Special K. That's the generation I grew up in, you know? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, uh, what do you feel um, you could bring to the table for the new generations to uh, make them care about the music that you're going to be dropping? Wow. <laughs> I wish I could preach you on that question. <laughs> what can I bring to the new generation to make them care about? You can't make a person care about what's not in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hip hop is me, and 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 I could I could really honestly say this, man. I threw away this man. I threw away maybe maybe a hundred notebooks. So my, I wrote my first rhyme when I was twelve years old in my cousin's bedroom, room, listening to Eric B and Rakim's "Paid in Full" album. I still remember half of that verse, but uh, I threw away so many notebooks. You can't make nobody love something that's not in their heart. But I'm, I'm I'm 40 years old right now, and I still write. I'm not trying to get rich off of it. I'm not trying to be a superstar. I'm not trying to be, you know, headlining world tours and shit like that. I do it because I love it. Right. So the best advice, man, to, I can give anybody is do what you love to do. If you love hip-hop, man, keep writing. Even if nobody else wants to hear it, keep writing. Spit it to yourself, man. Spit it to yourself. Sit in your living room by yourself and spit it to yourself. But you got to keep writing. 
my notebook is like my diary. You know, if if he, if if anybody out there that's a fan of mine and that that's heard my music, I reveal everything. You know, I reveal everything. I hold, I hold nothing back. You know. Yeah. My ups and my downs, man. So it, it is what it is, man. But I just want people to man, hip hop is what it is. Don't take don't take everything from it. You got to put something in it too. Exactly. You know. Yep, most definitely. So um, don't 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 be, don't come in here being a leech. Yeah. Don't don't try to be a leech, man. Come on, man. Put something in it. Put some positive in it, and, and it work out for everybody. That's how that's how organization works. So um, am I right? Yeah. Right, Jack? Yeah, you right. So did that, uh. That's how I'm, how was uh, can you, just because I wasn't around at that time. So how was uh, how was hip hop early hip hop in Peoria when you was coming up, uh, versus today? And you could touch on like the unity it was at that point versus yeah. now, or the yeah. lack of technology, things of that nature. No, it, it, the unity was always there. The unity was beautiful back back in Peoria, man. Um. When we came up, I'm going to give a shout-out to my brethren. Sorry, D-Y-D-E, Trey Damage, Ron Martini. Uh, when we was doing it, man, everybody loved it. Everybody loved each other's shit. Southside Click, you know, Tech the Technician, Special K. We'll come to each other's shows and support. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we're hollering, we're backstage drinking or whatever this doing our thing or whatever it is. Uh, steady flow. We was backstage, man. Rumpy used to beat on the, how many cats got, how many cats out there remember Rumpy? Beating on the on, on the park bench and rhyming to the beat and making it sound so like fluid. But um and and right now, hip hop and pure niggas, they turn their rap groups into gangs. And that and that's kind of that's kind of disturbing. Like nigga, you rap. Why, why are you trying to be a gangbanger? You rap, nigga. You trying to you trying to rap so you don't have to do the gangbanging shit. But niggas, they they boy, they 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 trying to rush up niggas' shows now and starting shit backstage and shit like that. But back in the days, it was all up. We popped bottles together back in the day. Come out dance, you know what I mean? Niggas, niggas got the whole little, the whole little mentality is all fucked up, man. And, and you really don't want me to get too far because I, I, I would get too far, and I have, I have no problem with that. I, I, I don't. I have no problem with that. Niggas, it turned gay. Excuse, excuse me, it turned gay. This is gonna be your most controversial, controversial interview, man. I don't mind it at all. Seriously, hip hop and pure is gay. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Hip hop in general is gay. You got niggas wearing skirts, and niggas wearing tight ass jeans, and and niggas of Peoria. We're not from that. We're, we're cut from a different cloth. We Peoria niggas, man. We come from a different cloth, B. We move different. We walk different. At least we used to. And now it's like. You knocking your brother. Your brother doing the show at, or uh, what, what, what's a hot club in Peoria? Envy or whatever. You doing it. Your boy doing the show at Envy. You knocking this shit. You right. You and your boys come up there and and ready to fight and shoot and shit like that. Cause he's doing a show tonight. Nigga, book your show for next for the next night. And pick off them tight ass pants. Pick off them fucking tight ass pants, man. Take you know. Quit stinging on your shit. Quit, quit. Because the 90s was the best era. Take off them tight ass fucking pants, man. Quit mumbling on your shit. Write words down on the, on the... Get you a notebook. Go to the CVS, buy a notebook and a pen. Actually sit down and write words, nigga. Don't go in the studio, studio mumbling. That costs money, B. No doubt. I'm sorry. I got, I got, I got kind of excited right there, didn't I? 
I mean, it's it's you no. Know, this is something I think uh, the younger generations have to hear because we don't have. There's old rappers around, but we don't hear them. We don't see them. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, you know why though. You know why though? Why is the that? old rappers, man? Because the vets. I ain't gonna call nobody old. I'm old. But the vets, man, the ones that have done it and know how to do it, they just they just throwing their hands up. They letting they they letting the the, the new generation just make a mess out of everything that we created. Making a mess out of everything we fucking created, man. I mean, god damn, man, how come you can't go to your brother's show and have a good time and you not get on stage or you not? Show your ass off in the crowd. That that's fucking ridiculous to me, man. And it was always a competition. It was always a competition. Always. Competition's gonna be there. But don't take it to that other level. Especially if you wearing tight ass pants. You really can't approach me wearing tight ass pants, B. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just the culture today, man. That's just the style. I kind of I understand that too. My son is growing up in this culture. I, I guarantee my son ain't got no tighter pants pants on though. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with the tight pants, but you got to think how it was in the what? Let's go what seventies. They was wearing suits and dress up clothes to parties, and then when you start wearing baggy clothes, right. I'm sure they was looking at us when we was wearing baggy clothes and seven XTs the same way uh, people look at these guys wearing skinny jeans and stuff. Right, the leisure suits, the leisure suits. George Jefferson had the leisure suits on. But besides that, the skirts, though, I'm with you with the skirts. That's that's too far. Yeah, you got to You got to be with me. And but no, it's not even just the skirts. Sneakers is painting fingernails and stuff like that. That's not hip hop, man. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, you got to exclude Young Thug style from hip hop. Oh, so so you mentioned a name. I didn't even mention I didn't even mention Young Thug. Well that's what that's what he does. He does those kind of things. But well, I've I mean, I've came around to like his music though. It's not bad. That, that to me to, to me that's gay hip hop. There's only a few that I respect. There's only a few I respect. And I'm not I'm not I'm not like saying Young Thug makes a good living. I can't say that he's not making a good living. He makes a good living off of bullshit though. And he's missing, and people like that that's following him uh, and, and and doing that shit. They they that's not hip hop. You misleading shit. I am hip hop, dude. And I don't mean to call you, dude. You you my fam, but um, that shit's misleading like crazy, man. God damn, man. Hip hop's supposed to be competitive. Hip hop is grown man, grown ass women, grown ass men. Cause MC Light one of my favorite rappers. Well, you gotta throw the women in there. But um, I don't know, man. Peoria got to get their heads on straight, man. Because every I'm not even in Peoria, and I, you know, my ear in the street in Peoria, though. And I always hear about motherfuckers, you know, shooting this shit, all this, all that dumbass shit. But they're supposed to be rappers, though. Why are you shooting a motherfucker? You trying to make a record? Cause no, go ahead. Yes, you gotta live with your rap. I guess that? That, I say I guess that's what they. I mean that's what we see. I mean if you think about for my generation, who, who like one of the dudes who I think is the biggest inspiration in music today is like a guy yeah. like Chief Keef. When we seen him, what do we see? Guns and music videos and things like that. So every, a lot of people try to emulate his style and the way that we but do you know music what, videos though? now. No doubt, but you know what though? Don't try to emulate a motherfucker, man, because. Uh, <clears throat> When 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 uh when niggas start rhyming like N.W.A. and shit, Easy Dre and Ram and yelling on them too. When they was a uh, when they came out, man, they wasn't trying to glorify the shit. They was like the news reporters. Motherfuckers in Peoria didn't know nothing about Compton till you heard N.W.A. Facts. And and then talk about it. Talk about what happened. But my fucked up thing is niggas don't niggas got their heads so fucked up, man. They try to actually live out these fucking dreams. Jay Z's not really killing the motherfucker, man. Nas has never killed a motherfucker. I mean, seriously, you gotta cut that dumbass shit out. 
make music, make make music, provide for your kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people like Gucci though. Gucci has killed people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, you see, I didn't mention Gucci though. But see, he was. I, I, as far as I know, he was put in a situation where he might have had to do it. Yeah, I mean, but he did. He did afterwards. He glorified it and said he'd do it again, even though he beat the case. But little kids see I mean, that and they too. they might try to. You went too. What glorify? Right? No, 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 no. If if, if if you was in that situation, somebody run up in your house, you gonna do the same goddamn thing. Yeah, but I I wouldn't make a song about it a couple of days later. I wouldn't no, no, do that no. either. But you know, people are different. People are different. You know, I wouldn't make a song about it because I'm not gonna incriminate myself. And yeah. I, I I don't even, I don't really want to hear it. I don't want to even like think about that day again. Yeah, but, but I'm saying kids kids probably seen that, thought it was cool. You know what I'm saying? This whole co- I mean, the country as itself is built off violence. Our video games are violent. Um, our neighborhoods are violent. Our movies is violent. Everything we see on TV is violent. So I was, I could see it's not right, but I could see kids rapping about that kind of stuff, whether it's true or not. Of course, of course. If that's all we see, we are we are reporters, man. Hip hop artists are reporters, right? Seriously, I'm the I'm the I'm the uh, I'm the Larry King. I'm the Larry King of the hip hop game, man. You know, you got your Tom Brokaw, you got your Kenny Curry. You got you you got them robbing me. You you got those man. That's what we are because we actually live and sing this shit. And and then a lot of us actually actually I mean because it's it's hard to fathom nowadays with so many hip hop artists. But actually some of these actually seen this shit and done that shit. Like you were talking about like Gucci man earlier. Yeah, you know it, you know it, it, it kind of body, but. But it's, it, some of that shit happens for real. So you you got these guys on you got these guys on record talking all that tough shit and all that shit. Rap. It's just it's like a grown we grown men. If I see you, I'm gonna approach you. If I feel disrespect by somebody, I'm gonna approach you, right? Yep. I'm a, I, and, and with me, I'm not that violent, dude. I'm not that violent, dude. Not at all. I don't know about my face, though. I'm like, did you really have to go that far with it? You know what I'm saying? But uh, hip hop and pure need to chill because it's it's pure too small for 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 uh, all the violence that's going on there, man. And especially off the bullshit. I love Peoria, man. I love Peoria. Peoria is home. Peoria is home. I'll always come back there. No security, nothing. I don't need it. Fuck, I'm gonna need it for it. I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm gonna come back home. Go to grandma's house. Go to every every other spot and touch. By my goddamn self. And, and niggas need to realize, man. Like you see, Chicago. They come. Chicago come together a little bit. That's why they they got superstars. Pure is the second biggest city in Illinois, man. Ain't nobody ever. Nobody come out pure besides Richard Pryor that made a name. Yeah. Because niggas holding each other back. Niggas in pure hate to see another motherfucker succeed. And that's crazy. You don't have to succeed on the level I succeed. You don't have to be a millionaire. Nigga, you working like Caterpillar now. You was in the joint two years ago. You come home, now you working like Caterpillar. You succeeded. Great job, man. High five. Yep. All right, uh, all right. Am I making you feel uncomfortable now? No, I'm listening. I'm just listening. This is this is people just understanding, listening to what you're saying. I feel this is I like we got old. We got. I feel we got people. The youth, you know, what I'm saying we don't have nobody p- pointing uh, these rappers in the right direction or the ideal direction. You know what I'm saying? We don't have See, that. So this is this is before, like me sitting back you- listening. Before you rap, man, before you're a rapper, you're black. Right. Before you anything, man, before you're a man, you're black. And cats don't remember, cats probably remember, I was on the news and shit, being a homeless down to Salvation Army down on Adams. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
You can't start remembering shit like that. You gotta give back, man. You get what you, you get what you give, man. Seriously. And karma's real. Fuck, I mean, fuck, I'm, I enjoy rap. I, I love rap, but rap doesn't define me, man. Would you agree that there's two different? There's um, hip hop and rap. There's those are are different. I couldn't hear you. What you say? I said, do you think? Would you say that hip hop and rap are two separate things? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, a lot of cats rap. A lot of cats rap. A lot of cats put words together that sound the same. And I, I think that's what we have here. I think this generation is are more rappers than MCs. I think that's just I, I just think that's what it is. Young Thug's a rapper. He's not an MC though. You know, J. Cole's an MC. Kendrick Lamar's an MC. I feel it's just a you kind of it's a balance of what, what you are. Everybody's not good at, great, at rapping. Great point made. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. There is a difference between MCs and rappers. MCs you can close your eyes and listen to an MC and, and see that story. Exactly. A rapper just, you know, he just put rhymes, you know, words that rhyme together. You know what I mean? Yeah. No doubt. And, and, and see, we need, we need more cats like you out there, man. You know, pushing the shit, getting, getting thorough shit out there. Let niggas know, man, this generation know. I, and I think, and I'm not, I'm not even trying to put no cars or nothing like that, but I think that um, you come and growing up with me a, a little bit, I kind of influence you a little bit. You know what I mean? I would like to think so. Yeah. But, uh, man, right now, man, you know, PR got to come together. Pierre got to come together. Anybody going to shout out Pierre, it got to come together, man. Pierre could be such a fucking huge force. Do you remember back in the 90s how, how big Queensbridge was? Every nigga that rapped in Queensbridge came out with records. Yeah. Every nigga was getting record deals. Every nigga that grew up in Queensbridge was getting record deals, yo. Pierre could be the same fucking way. Pierre has so much talent. But Pierre... But the niggas appear like faith in themselves, and it's like, yo, everybody want to be a gangbanger. I don't even know where that mentality comes from. I mean, I've met a lot of rappers that that don't want it, that aren't gang member, gang members or even talk about those kind of things. It's just that's right. not the popular. Those aren't the the popular people that people care about listening to that music. You know what I'm saying? Well, what? You see, see, that's where you go. You know what? Antoine Flowers, man. I'm going to tell you the guys on the truth. Antoine Flowers, John Quest. Passport Brother. Yep. The first album I ever did was called Life on the Street. He did the production. He recorded it. And I remember, man, the album was done. I, I don't know how many copies we sold. I don't know how many copies we sold. It, it, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. But I remember uh, he wanted me to redo Two Shorts Cuts words. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm just done. Let's go ahead and get this shit wrapped. Let's, let's sell up. And he's like, why don't you ever want to take it to the threshold? I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, take it to the threshold. Let's take it to where you cannot take it any further. You know what I mean? Yeah. And big shout, big shout to my man Passport though. The boy, that boy's always in a mood, man. Uh, but even if uh, if you use him as a prime example, like to me, um, from he's he's very accomplished. He's not. He doesn't live in Peoria. He's always on the road doing something. You know what I'm saying? Always doing shows. Of course. You and see, that's that's how. Check it out. That's how his brother. And it goes back to. Back in the days with X Platinum. And only X Platinum cats could uh, tell you about that, man. Like Crazy Steve, uh, Marcus Little, Trick. Uh, Take the technician can tell you about that. They was all on that first album, uh, uh, Hustlers, 
mentors but I don't really not not no artists I've talked to have yet and there's been a lot of them yet to bring up any old um not old but like old school vets or people who was around when they and first started why, and that's why Pierre is stuck that's why Pierre is stuck I mean, like I'm gonna bring up like Queen the Braves again if you check out this is all the all the all that artists that came out there successful that's because they still mess with Molly Mall. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's New York, though. They actually have radio and media. They actually have media outlets for the culture. Peoria yeah. doesn't have that. Man, I'm going to tell you, hard work pays off. Well. Man, my song was the, like the number four song on the radio at Power 92 when I first released Rhyme for Thought, my first album, on the Shrub the Thug. Did, you, right did you know people at the radio station? Of course, you, but you know how I did it? I mean, you you, you, like, you develop those relationships with them, right? By yeah. going, I used to go up to the radio station, and and I remember Big D was a, a, like the uh, head DJ, the uh, program director. But my dad, the, no, no, Big D was the head DJ, but uh, the program director knew my father. So I remember we doing an interview there promoting one of the inner summer jams that we were throwing down on the rear front. Yeah. And he, and he came up, he's like, KJ, uh, come see me in my office tomorrow. So I'm like, all right. And I seen a big D, he's a, like Scarface. He has Scarface posters. So what did I do the next day? I went and bought, bought Scarface posters and bought the big D and sat down with him. You know what I mean? Here, put this in your this, this, a gift. Sometimes you got to give gifts, B. Yeah, but rappers don't know. If you ask a, a, a rapper today, y'all know where Power 92 is. They might not know. No, Power Nine Two back in the no Power Nine Two back in like two thousand four, man. It was it was it was it was it was, it was, it was probably probably pro at the time. But I used to go up there anytime. I used to be able to go up there anytime I want and just get on, and just grab the microphone, get on the air with any with any uh, personality that was on the air, and that that was that was that was a good thing. It's not but, like that um, now. You don't get no, you don't, you don't no. have you don't have media support. You don't have a summer jam or concerts or events like that in Peoria to even give that type of that type of um sentiment to a Queensbridge where they had Hot 97, they had Power 105, they had a lot of blogs, they had DVD DVD guys there. We don't have yeah. that kind of stuff in Peoria now. But you don't even have you don't even have talent shows no more. No. Nah. So so it's kind of like it's uh, everything is is majority in 2016, media-based. It's all internet. You know what I'm saying? It's all social media. So those things like talent shows to like prepare artists for the next step, we don't have here now. We got a couple showcases at Envy here and there, but you got to be 21 and up. So if you're not 21, it kind of hurts you. You know what I'm saying? Record, recording a video in your, in your living room or in your bedroom 
them putting it on Facebook does not prepare artists. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about. I'm talking about legit. I'm talking about legit videos. I'm talking about real ones, right. not not the stuff in your bedroom. I'm talking about actual productions where you're getting. T- there's a couple video guys here that have made some steps. You're getting tens of thousands of views. You're doing. You're doing something with that, but. Everybody tries to emulate. Once you see somebody make it that's not as talented, you feel like you could do it. You know what I'm saying? Chief Keith blew up off yeah. of a video yeah. in his grandma's room. You know what I'm saying? So everybody thinks that's how they could do it. And nowadays, all you need is a mic and a laptop, and now you're a rapper. And that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. Back in the day, man, we had to get in front of people and perform, and you might have got booed. But you still did it, though. But you still did it. Of course, you still did it. You you've had to do it. Yeah, because, we don't have that type I of mean, scene now. What's that? I said we don't have we we don't have that type of scene. And maybe no. the people that came before us, if they could get together and put together some some type of showcases, talent shows to give to let the youth get a shot, then that would. Be, I think that's the I think that's the vet's lane is to try to give shed some light on the youth. I think that's what they could do. To help out. It's so much easier. It's so much easier right now, man. Back in the days, like I was saying, like I was saying earlier, you actually had to get on stage. You had to get on stage, man. I remember one time, man. The side, uh, the first time, I, I think we only did it one time actually. The Black Arts Festival. There's the Black Arts Festival in Peoria. Um, talking about the Black Expo. Black back in the day, see, see that's. Okay, that's before your time. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was the Black Arts Festival. Yeah, I think just... J.C. Goodwood, may you rest in peace, he has something to do with it. At the amphitheater in Glen Oak Park, there's a Black Arts Festival. That went on for years. And, and, um, amphitheater. The, uh, Is that outside? Yeah, it was outside. So, so that, that's where they be having, like, um, the fireworks at, like, where the white people be at inside? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, yeah, but I know what you're talking about. Every year they had a black arts festival, and one year the monitors blew out. When we when we performing, the monitors blew out. And you know, as an artist, when you on stage, that's how you hear your music through the monitors. The monitor, we didn't hear shit. So our music cut off everything, man. But the people out there in the artists can hear us, but we couldn't hear ourselves. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the first shows that we did together, actually. And, uh, but we still go, and I remember uh, my man Trey Dennis, he tapped me on the shoulder because I'm looking around like, man, he's like, just keep going, just keep going. And we, we kept it, we kept it rocking. We got love after we got the stage. But that's how you learn. They don't have that no more in Peoria, man. They, they don't have the Black Arts Festival. They don't have no opportunities for black men to show up in talents, man. And I still, I'm a missionary's name again, Rumpy. Rumpy used to make his own goddamn show. Rumpy being the part beating on the part bench with his, with his knuckles. With his knuckles, my guy. With his knuckles. And rhyming to it. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I mean, Pure back, like, you asked me the question, I'm going to tell you, man, Pure Hip Hop back in the day was beautiful. You had you had to ride, you had to ride. You couldn't just be a, a studio rapper, because back then you go to the you go to the Central Manual basketball games at the Phil House. Your crew won't battle somebody in the parking lot or even in the Phil House. You go to the stadium to watch the football game. You're gonna battle right there. Everybody's doing it, man. And so that's, that, that trains your skills. Like, that got you on point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it, it's not like that no more. It, it, it's not like that no more. And it's sad that hip-hop's not like that no more. I miss hip-hop like that. But, um... You gotta embrace the age. new age. Now, who are, um... I said, um, who are some of the, um... Some of the rappers that you are uh, listening to from Peoria, or that you've checked out late as of late. As of lately. Yes. Wow. Um. My man Vega. Y'all need to check Vega out. 
Google him. He just shot a video last week in Springfield. Okay. You know, uh, you know any, any uh, new artists from Peoria that you've checked out? Uh, I, I, I really haven't been coming up for, you know what, you could ask me that about not just artists in Peoria, but artists in general. You know I really don't know none of these cats. I'm a 90s baby, man. You know what I mean? I listen, I listen to mine. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, my guy be like, hey, check out this song. Like, I, I'll tell you about the, uh, I'll tell you like about Petey today, Petey Crack joint, you know? Yeah. Right. And actually, I got to, I got the text for him personally. Um. Uh. In Peoria, you name who's your favorite rapper in Peoria? What what? Name some of them. Um. Okay, we got um one of the biggest groups in Peoria right now. Um, Sick Movement. Um, they got a rapper Sick, by the name Sick of Movement? Yeah, Sick Movement. Um. They got a rapper by the name of uh, Lucky Ass Dude, who's um he's a I think he's I believe he's originally from Rock Island, but uh, he's been in Peoria for a while, so you know he really reps Peoria. He's been, he makes a lot of noise. A guy named Smokey. Lucky Ass Dude. Yeah. That's an ill name. Um, dude named Smokey, who's in Sick Movement as well. Um, a okay. dude named Slugger as well in the group. Um, we have, uh, matter of fact, I, it's a group called Iron Rose. I would want you to check out since you a '90s guy. They they really go. They remind me a lot of um, as far as their production and their beat selection and things like that. They remind me a lot of Tribe Called Quest. No doubt. Um, no doubt. So no definitely doubt. check out Iron Rose. Um, well, hey, when you get in touch with some of these men, t- tell them, man. Tell them, like you know, the the advice you give them, man. Keep pushing. Yeah, yeah, I've had them. Uh, I've had uh, some of them on the show. Um, Keep pushing, man. You know what I mean. Make the best of what the and, and see, take care of your crap. Take care of your crap. Love your crap, man. If yeah. this is what you want to do for if this is what you want to do for a living, man, you see people that want to be chefs, and that's crazy because I, you know, I'm a big like Food Network guy. You know what I mean? I'll be sitting watching Food Network and all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, you got little kids, man, doing chop, chop kids. You know, they starting off at, like, eight years old cooking shit. And they, and what they're doing is they're perfecting their craft. So when it, gets, when it gets to their time, they're good. And so what you, I want you to keep uh, promoting these uh, vaccines and Peoria's like, yo, man, keep keep building. Keep keep studying. Keep studying, man. Yeah. And keep, and don't, and don't just be, like, with shit. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? It's, it's a it's about. I, I think it's a we have a very solid balance in Peoria. If you if people pay attention, I mean, you got the Trey Ammies, the Gizzy Jones, the Kyle Lavishes, the D Webs. You know, the the Sick Movements, Iron Rose, I am Tapless, GBZs. We got a lot of other people here that have uh, lyrics or can turn up. That. You know what I'm saying? I am Peoria though, man, and I am Peoria, man, and I am Peoria. I, I was about to try to say something else to, to vouch for that, but I don't have to vouch for that, man. I am Peoria, and my team is Peoria, man, and we don't have, I don't have no hard feelings against nobody, man. If, you, if anybody is willing, you know, high five. I'll give you a high five. I'm not knocking nobody, but I know who I am. See, and, and that's why I'm disappointed in a lot of these so-called vets from Peoria. And they just they just gave over the reins. They just like hand them over, like okay, there's nothing else we can do. I ain't dropping nothing else. I mean, the the style changed. If if you're a vet and you don't know how to reinvent yourself, you're gonna get left behind. It's like somebody who don't know how to use an iPhone and you got a flip phone. Eventually, it's not gonna it's gonna stop working on you. You ain't got no choice but to uh, reinvent you yourself. Didn't you have a flip phone at one time? Yeah. Then I learned I All learned right. how to get out. But when I had yeah. a flip phone, they was kind of on the end though. They was kind of like, like last like hurrah, you would say. No doubt, I'm, I would never come myself as last man. This, this, I'm I'm doing a phone booth album. Um, DJ Phrase, 
He's, he's, he's at a production. Jordan Book with Illinois Breakfast. He's at a production. You know, we've been talking about him coming out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and my team is so sick back home, so I don't really have to worry about too much. Now, um, one question I want to ask is like for my, for the younger people like that was that are going to hear this. Um, you you big up you know you big up back in the day in Peoria music. I know for a fact one of the questions the youth would ask is how come none of them made it? How come nobody's super successful or or known to wow. to the general fan? You know what I'm saying? Not to hip hop head. I think hip hop heads will know everybody you saying, but to somebody who just just finds music when it comes to them. How come nobody in Peoria has reached that level? Because I tell you, I tell you what happened, man. I'm gonna tell you what happened. There's two things that happened. The first thing that happens with a Peoria artist, man. He brings out an artist, and uh, what? Uh, or he brings out his TV or whatever. He gets he gets that little notoriety. He gets a little famous level on on. on on a local level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that kind of goes to his head a little bit. And then the second thing is laziness. Laziness. Because a lot of these don't know how to. You know? Laziness and, and being comfortable. That always, that, that, those are always the two things to uh, stop a motherfucker from succeeding, man. Laziness and fucking, there's no how, man. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Because you got you got all these rap groups that that came out here at fifty for my time. Ain't nobody actually. Ain't nobody got platinum record. But and you got to ask yourself. I'm glad you asked me that question. You got to ask yourself, like, why? Why? I mean, how the fuck does you got motherfuckers in Chicago getting signed left and right? How there's not one motherfucker from Peoria to get a fucking record deal? Niggas in Peoria get, like, that's what he used to tell me back in the day. Get to take you to the threshold. Niggas like to be comfortable. And when you're comfortable, man, you're not giving your all. The, the best situations are when you're not comfortable. Have you ever had, have you ever been broke, man, with a dollar in your pocket, but you're hungry, but you're hungry as fuck? Yeah, and I, um, called my grandma. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Most definitely, I'm going to give her a call. That's good, that's good. Even you're going to get that, but you're going to get that dollar though, right? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna get yelled at, but you know. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get cussed out, but I definitely get some food. You walk off the cussing out. No, I'm I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take the cussing, but. Yeah, you but you're walking off though. It it ain't shit. Yeah, yeah, it ain't gonna like break me down or nothing. Right, you already know what's gonna happen, so okay, I get cussed out. But that's the same thing, man. Pride keeps pride keeps people away from success. Yeah, I, got I, too much man, yeah. I remember. I remember a lot of motherfuckers used to tell me a lot of black niggas in Peoria. And if, if y'all listening, you know who the fuck you are because I used to be outside the Kroger's with a book bag selling CDs, five dollars a piece. If you had the five dollars, man, give me three, give me two. You can take the goddamn CD, but they were struggling for five dollars a piece. I'm out there. I mean, I. I sold maybe a thousand CDs to stand outside the Kroger's and Big Rock fulfillment. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we got people doing that here, not standing outside, but you know, got they, got they CDs and stuff in liquor stores and things like that. Me personally, yeah. I always tell people if you're gonna give me some, give me a hard drive. Well, I used to get out there by myself. This was before all that shit, the hard drive and the internet. I didn't know there was no internet shit like that back then. I used to put my CDs in co-op, and then I'd be out there with a book bag every other, like every two days, two days out the week, selling them by hand. Outside grocery stores, 
I'm I'm outside co-op. Fucking this this driving around town selling CDs. That's what she had to do back in the day. That my folks was hungry now. Niggas ain't hungry no more, man. Hey, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You're doing your podcast thing, and that's a beautiful thing, brother. What made you want to do that? Um, I got into podcasting because um, a rapper named Kyle Lavish, um, real name is Kyle Randall. Um, you'll know him if you've seen him. He's been around Grandma House uh-huh. before. But uh, we used to do basketball stuff. We used to interview, you know, the Jabari's, the Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Davis. We used to do that. And um, well, he decided to rap. So once he decided to rap, we, we stopped doing the basketball stuff. So I had to figure out what I was going to do. Um, I, I, I was rapping, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't love it. You know what I'm saying? I never wanted to write. So then, I didn't I, know you was rapping, man. Yeah, I, I I I did like I used to do like eighty five songs. I did like eighty five. I had like eighty five songs. Um, you had eighty five songs. Yeah, I never wrote nothing. Okay. I used to do like five songs a day, um, but I I didn't love making music. You know what I'm saying? I but I loved talking about it. I, I love I'm a hip hop head. I'm a sports guy. So after I decided to stop rapping. I originally was going to do an NBA um, talk show, um, but I never knew I never knew how to do anything. So w- then I decided to do the music thing. I heard a guy named Charlemagne the God, who's uh, on Power 105.1. He had a podcast I used to always listen to. And then no um, he had a dude on there named Tax Stone, who's like the voice in New York right now, as far as on the street level with music. And once he had him on the show, then he got a podcast. I was like, you know what? I think I could do it, too, because I could relate to what dude was talking about because he just was a normal dude who loved hip hop. So I felt like I could do it. And um, that's how I started doing the podcast and stuff. Just based off of someone else doing it, me listening to them. And then I felt like I could bring something different to the game that Peoria was lacking because we had no radio play. At all, and ever since then, I've been. I wanna. I wanna do radio and A and R and things like that. Man, that's beautiful. And anybody ever like, can we give you a high five or pound the back because what you're doing is beautiful right now, fam? Yeah, I mean, I get you know every a lot every. I think I'm pretty known in Peoria. Everybody knows what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I've had. I think I had the biggest. I think my podcast, what we did in the summer with this top 10 list we dropped, I think that was the most influential thing of today's generation of hip-hop. I mean, that made everybody work harder. So I think I definitely made an impact. And I've only been doing this a year in like three months. So, you know what I'm saying? It ain't been like five years doing it. No, your impact is huge, what you're doing right now, man. You know, that's why I reach out to you, and that's like, you know, the, the artists that I managed... I have to only you. Yeah. Because you're doing your thing, man. And, and, you know, you're interviewing me for this new mixtape or whatever, but I got to give you credit, too, man. You're the first, you're the first official cat in Peoria that's doing that. Yeah. Appreciate it. And we expanded, too. I mean, we got a staff of 11 people. You know, um, I got a... I got a t-shirt, though. Huh? I, I still want a T-shirt. Yeah, I'm a, when I get another batch, I am. But um, we got a staff. You know, Jaden, Jaden Turner. Um, that's family. Jalen Jose, that's family. They, you know, they reps. Uh, and they uh, pay attention to the high school music. I got a guy in Boston, and I got a guy um, in Florida that uh, talks to me a lot from Orlando, Florida. I'm actually on his website, ignorantthoughts.com. That's where my podcast is featured on. I'm actually on his website, who I talk to a lot, and I have a couple other staff members. Zach Turner, another another cousin of ours. You know what I'm saying? No so doubt. We expand. I got I got an artist as well. By the time this drops, I, it'll be announced who my artist is that I'm promoting as well. That's that's ill. That's, that's ill, yo. So you, you release an artist now too? Uh, promote. I'm gonna be promoting the artist. But when this drops, the artist will be already out that I'm promoting. That's gonna be uh, officially follow up and stuff like that, and we got a um, we got a, a t like a web show coming out in the spring called Beyond the Noise. Season one is gonna be eight, eight episodes, an hour long episode. 
So I mean, we got we got a lot of things with the follow up brand attached to it in Peoria and outside of Peoria. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not I'm not boxing myself in with just Peoria. I'm just trying to show Peoria like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Y'all might want to get on to pay attention now before I get up out of Peoria right. with it and start interviewing other people. It's love, man. This 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 interview right here, man, it's probably like one of my favorites, man. I had the most fun with, you know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Me too. No no doubt, man. It's it's, it's like raw in the car. I told you this is gonna this gonna go down in the ages right here. Yeah. This interview, I'm I'm not gonna hold nothing back, man. I support Peoria, man, to the fullest. I love Peoria. with, with all my heart. You know, and I just wanna see niggas succeed. But niggas, they, they, they're the worst enemies, man. You're your worst enemy, yo. You know yourself, guy. You got to work hard. You got, you might have to wake up in the morning early. You know? Yeah. You might have to spend that 12 hours in the studio, man. You might have to, you know, do a show do a show at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then do another show at 6 in another city. You might have to do that. Yeah. You know, and but you know, it's 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 crazy. And there's some questions that you didn't ask me that I thought you was gonna ask, but they're gonna be those alone. But it, it it's crazy, yo. And I, I really appreciate what you're doing, man, for PR. You are doing a big thing, not just for PR, but like I said, I'm gonna say it again, for hip hop itself, brother. Appreciate it. I do got one no, more, no, I got no, two no. more questions though. Go ahead. Before we wrap up, uh, last, one of them is: um, Can you um, tell us about the the concept of the mixtape you got coming out called um, Phone Booth? And uh, that yeah, that's the first one. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, some insight into it, and um, is the first single that you're going to release officially done? And if you do have that, um, can you tell us a little bit about it with not giving away the title or anything? Yeah, no, I'll give you the title and everything, but uh, Phone Booth, man. Phone Booth was, uh, actually, I thought about Phone Booth, maybe I thought about it. And actually, no, actually, I started working on Phone Booth maybe like six years ago. Six years ago, after I dropped uh, Industrialized Bars, my my first album under the the name of Keep That With And uh, I, I... I just had full access to the studio. So I just started, man, you know, recording other shit. But Phone um, Booth, actually, I just wrote, like, it's eight songs deep right now, new. But there's like 20 songs in the backup that I recorded back in the day for Phone Booth that nobody's ever heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so Phone Booth is basically, like, I, I hear phrase. DJ Craig, Craig Matthews, and Peoria, man. And it's like, you know, we got this distance between us right now. Instead of you sending me the track and I go record in the studio, let's record over the phone. And so, like, it's like I'm talking through a phone booth. Yeah. And you match the rhymes to it. I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, it just, sometimes I just jump out the box, brother. I just jump out the box and just think like I've heard cats like you know you know cats doing their biz or whatever and they they rhyme from jail over the phone and shit like that but mm, this might work out like let's try let's try that and those are some of the hottest hottest flows so it's like let's try this and you know you can match match the beat to it and all of a sudden I start getting hits. I'm reaching out to other cats and cats like, you know, it is what it is. My man had cracked. You know what I mean? Who was on the uh the uh Industrialized Bars album, you know, he's the co host of the Ricky Smiley show. So he he hit me, he was like, dude, it's the universe college, you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 is it I mean I'm getting I'm getting a lot of positive positive like vibes from for this album. Cause it's, it is different. Nobody's ever done done this something like this. And it, it's gonna be an all over the phone type. It might be some recorded. Studio, it might be some studio magic taking place on some songs. 
but definitely some songs are gonna be the way we talking right now. Okay. I'm just reaching. I'm just reaching right now. I'm stepping off the ledge. Sometimes you gotta do that, man. You know, you can't you can't succeed unless you unless you take a risk. Yeah, they do have an effect that you can do it in a studio and still make it sound like you're talking over the phone. Yeah, no doubt. I know that. I, I definitely know that. Like, like that's what I was saying. Like some songs might be like that. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to be like really official though. Yeah. You know. So, so do you, you think? I mean? uh, do you think you'll actually? Go to a phone booth or to a one and, and do it just to get the authentic feel you of it, or you just do it over your phone. Thing. That's a crazy thing. Like I told you, the, the phone the phone booth uh, the uh, the whole idea came up years ago, and so in Peoria, I was looking for phone booths to take my album cover. Yeah, I don't you know, know, know if really really got any. There's no phone booth in Peoria. Yeah. <laughs> There's no phone booth up here, man. I swear to God, we searched everywhere. We even went on Perry Street. And man, anybody up here know Perry uh, Street, right down the street from the Mexican joint, the Mexican uh, store right there. You know, there's no phone booth. I, we, I found the phone booth out here, and, we, you know, the pictures are, the pictures are thorough. Okay. Yeah. And we, I'm shooting a video in Peoria. And uh, my man Skrill, uh, Wise, my man Wise, my man Blitz, Geese, Mez, you know everybody's everybody's involved right now, man. I got I got I got some of the old team back, I got some of the new team back, and it's a beautiful thing. I I, I love the, I love the chemistry that's going on right now. Everybody's behind me with the, with doing this new album. All right, and uh, last question is, um, can you tell us one song for anybody who hasn't heard your music that you would want them to go check out to get a kind of wow. ideal of your style and what you bring to the table? Only one? Yeah, just one. I mean, or if you, if you, I mean, you got albums, so I mean, if you want to say a whole project or a song, it's cool, either one. Oh, you know what, man? Um, it, it, it's that, that's kind of yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think people just have to listen to my projects. Show the thug, rhyme for thought. Then you you can you can find Keith Edwards, Industrialized Bars, but um, and find your favorite song because like I really don't know, man. Uh, my my favorite song though. My favorite song. My favorite song by myself. My favorite song. Um, no, my favorite song is uh, "Can't Explain It." It's featuring me, Ron Martini, Trey Dennis, and Kayla and Kayla Love and Kayla 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 Love. All right. He's singing the hook. It's called "Can't Explain It." It's Keith that was on the Ron for Thought album. I mean, not on the Ron for Thought. I'm sorry. Uh, and that's my boys Okay. And, uh, Can I explain? That song, that, that song really goes. That, that song really goes in, man. Because right. we actually wrote that. And I I do want to shout out again my side brethren, Trey Dennis, Ron Martini, uh, the whole uh, attitude, the family, Ejo, my, my man Jeremy, Fernando, Jermaine. You know, of course, Jordan Book. Jordan Book put everything together back in the day. So the Illinois records, man, we, we released everything under Illinois back in the day. Uh, Brad and Mac. That's the foundation right there. All right. Well, do you know when you'll be in Peoria? Yeah, man, I'll be in Peoria no later. No later. <laughs> Uh, no later than my birthday. My birthday is in November, the 29th. So I'll be in Peoria for my birthday. All right. So I'll, I'll let you know if anything here going on. No doubt. Check out. But uh, we appreciate you um, taking some time out to talk to us. 
No, man, I, like I said, this is like, I, you know, I've done interviews all, all, for years, but this was like one of my most enjoyable ones, you know what I mean? I appreciate I appreciate how you how you doing it, man. I, I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. Appreciate it. And, how's uh, some of you, though? Uh, good, real good. Definitely. It's all right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's stuff people need to hear, you know what I'm saying? Um, To get another side of the earlier days of Peoria versus how it is now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, think, I, I feel you, that's you what Peoria touched, lacks. You think I touched a couple of nerves? Uh, yeah, you know, you may come yeah. you may come off as, as bitter, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But that's just, you know... That, that, Why would I come off as bitter? I'm not bitter. But that's how... That's how it would look to less uh, to a a nineteen year old when you start using terms as back in the day, you know no, what I'm saying? I'm telling a nineteen year old study, study. Yeah, yeah, that's what study. I'm saying. That's what that's what I mean by study. bitter. As in these these this generation of music, they don't know the older they don't know the older music, and they don't care to know the older music. So then, when someone tries to t- tell them something, they think, oh, they're hating on what we're doing now. You know what I'm saying? No, let me let 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 me question. Let me answer that though. Study, study. Ain't no coming up to the bitty. Study. Back in when I when I did it, you had to know who Kumo D was, Cool G Rap, the Fat Boys, Beastie Boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who made Planet Rock? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta know those things. Those are things that you're supposed to know as an MC, as an artist. You gotta know that shit. You can't just fool around this. You can't be a NASA, an astronaut, and just get up in space without knowing who Buzz, uh, who Neil Armstrong was. How you gonna go up on the on the moon and you don't know who Neil Armstrong was? Yeah. That's that's ridiculous. No, no, you gotta know your history. You gotta know, you gotta know your history and stay from their mistakes. Houdini, brothers like uh, Slick Rick. Come on, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do that. You gotta do that history. You gotta do that history. You gotta do that history. If you don't know that history, man, this shit's fucked up. It's gonna be fucked up. It's gonna be fucked up. Even though you might make a, you might give a couple shows and shit like that, but it really, and I really mean that. It really goes back to that history. Oh, you gotta know it. You gotta know it, man. Because them brothers came like, like a Barack Obama's right now making. uh, It's not making the same mistakes Malcolm made. He's not making the same mistakes Martin made. You gotta know what became, what came before you, so you don't make those same mistakes and you make it happen. Yep. Niggas are stupid, man. I mean, do what you wanna do, but I'm, only thing you can get from me, Keith, man, Keith Harris, man. I'm gonna give you the truth, man. I'm not gonna tell you no lie. I'm not gonna smile on your face when I don't like you. Man. That's it, and I, I really appreciate the interview, brother. And and phone booth, the album, it will be out about Jan. Give me January. Okay, January twenty seventeen. Yeah, cause I don't, I don't want, I don't want to release it like in the in the in the in the winter. I don't want to release it in the winter. Nobody buys albums in the winter, but I want to drop it like early spring. And then my man Skrillin' them, they killing them right now. Check out the videos, man. Uh, Vega Montana, just just he, he's killing the game right now. All right. Well, we appreciate you, as always. And uh... no, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you for giving me the time of day. I know we had we had a hard time getting this interview going, right? Yeah, we had it's a little schedules. Crossing because you know two hours behind and things like that, but we made it happen. We made it happen. And I'm proud of you and I love you, man. Your family and I'm I'm proud of everything you're doing. Keep doing it. Keep pushing it. And 
you gonna get a lot of slack for this video, um, for this interview. You know that, right? No, I ain't, I don't uh, I don't I ain't gonna get no flack. Um, I, I've developed enough <laughs> credibility over my time where people respect and understand my judgment on interviews. I don't interview I don't interview just anybody. So when no I doubt. when I put interviews out and things like that, um, it's usually it's jewels that are being dropped and it's it's something people can take from every interview I do. No doubt. So this is and just I, stuff I people you, need to hear. Thank, I thank you for thinking that much of me when you decided to do it with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. And don't edit none of this out. Don't edit none of this out. This is all no, about me. I, I, I never edit. I never edit unless, like, somebody, like, says a name they don't want in the interview. Like, if they name drop. But other than that, I don't edit nothing. That take too much time. But industrialized bars is not right now. Go to iTunes. Go go anywhere. Amazon. Buy industrialized bars. Keep that with. Check out the, the new album. It's going to be Phone Booth by Rocket Thought and the Struggle Thug. All thorough music. You can't go wrong with it. If you have a problem, just call me and text me. No, 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 no. Can, hey, can I get my email address? Yeah. Hit me at kdonnell186 at gmail.com. That's kdonnell186gmail.com. All right. And y'all know Kojak underscore follow up on everything. Follow up podcast on everything. And we out. God bless.